0: Shalom and welcome. Welcome to Baruch V'shem Yeshua. First of all, I want to thank you for diving into this podcast. It seems to really be catching on on Apple Podcasts. And I want to thank all of you who have shared these episodes with your friends. And we are having a lot of fun doing this podcast. And so I want to thank you for doing so. Now, as many of you are familiar with, Hanukkah has just ended. I wanted to do a special Hanukkah episode, but um, I was waiting on my new laptop to come in. And so we were unable to do one, and it came a little bit late because I had to sign for it and all this stuff, and I was never at home. I was over always at work and all that stuff. So we got a little bit behind. And so we didn't get to do a Hanukkah episode. But I hope all of you had a wonderful and amazing Hanukkah. And there is another holiday that fell during Hanukkah this year. And it's a holiday that has a lot of discussion on social media. A lot of negative attention is given to this holiday. And that holiday is Christmas. What we're going to do today is see if the hatred towards Christmas and its supposed. Paganism is actually warrant. Now, many of you have probably read Jeremiah 10. Now, the thing to understand about Jeremiah 10 is that Jeremiah 10 is not a prophetical passage. In that passage, the word of God. Is speaking not only to the Jews in Israel at that time, but also to us today, but it is using the physical things of the time to get the message to the Israelites. And what was being talked about there was a tree that people were worshipping. Now, the first thing that I want to mention is I have yet to find a fir tree in the land of Israel. This has yet to happen. This is yet to be found. Many people, because of the fact that it's a tree that is decorated, but notice it says, like a palm tree. A palm tree is a lot different than an evergreen tree. They almost don't seem like they are a part of the same kingdom of tree. Well, so I don't think that this passage is talking about an evergreen fir tree. And also, have you ever seen somebody go and worship their Christmas tree? I remember hearing people say before, you know, they are worshiping the tree because they're putting all these decorations on the Christmas tree and then they put the presents under the tree. So therefore, they are bowing to go and get those presents. And I said to myself, in terms of Semitic idiomatic expression, this does not work. Because... One has to prostrate themselves in reverence toward an idol, see it as a deity, in order for it to fit the specifications of Jeremiah chapter 7 and what the worship and bowing is that is mentioned in the Bible. Oh, but there's so many things that you could talk about in terms of the paganism of Christmas. You guys have all seen the memes. You have read the books, such as Two Babylons by Alexander Hislop, Come Out of Her, My People by Costner, or Fossilized Customs by Lou White. Many of these seem to have fortified to so many that Christmas is a holiday for pagans and not for the believer in Yeshua. Now, first of all, we have to understand that all of the books that came after Two Babylons came from the public domain work by Alexander Hislop of Two Babylons. The book Two Babylons you could download yourself a PDF upload it onto Lulu and go and sell it and be able to keep all of the profits because it is public domain. Many people ...have done this very thing. And because of that book, it is used for citation... ...as a spiritual authority on these ideas... ...in the other books that I have mentioned... ...and many others that came before and after those. So let's go to the source... Let's go to Two Babylons from Alexander Hislop. You know, in scholarly circles, this book, Two Babylons by Alexander Hislop, which all of the others are based off of, makes the claim that December 25th is worshipped because of the sun gods, Mithras, and a various amount of other sun gods that are mentioned in Buddhism, Hinduism, and many other religions. The issue is that none of these other religions recognize December 25th As a day for any of their gods or any of these quote-unquote sun gods. So, what is going on with this book, Two Babylons? One of the things that we try and do when doing good biblical scholarship is saying, I got to go to the source. I have to use primary citation, primary citation that both I agree with and disagree with, because it will help me to form an unbiased view on the thing that is being discussed. And so every single publisher and every single writer in the scholarly realm will give sources to back up their conclusion primary and secondary Two Babylons by Alexander Heslop provides none of this it is almost written like it is a work of fiction because it fails to back up These ideas, and when you talk to people in other religions such as Hinduism, Buddhism, and all these others, as Hyslop cites as the day in which it is that the worship of pagan gods take place, they say, no, that's not in any of our writings. That's not something that we do. And this is also taken and used in a book that I read several years ago, but also was highly problematic. I read a book called Pagan Christianity. And within this book, they said that within the New Testament, we don't see any of the believers go into synagogues. They were all home groups. They, They never went to a building or anything of the sort. Yet, we can find time and time again where Yeshua goes to a synagogue, Paul goes to a synagogue, the believers meet in the synagogue, the apostles, and so on. And so, what has happened here is that these things have taken on a life of their own. Finding Alexander Hislop's book was an aha moment for So many people, because there's this psychology that's evolved, I know something that everybody else doesn't. So therefore, because I know something that everybody else doesn't, and because it is contrary to the rest of you know, your former religious institution or the religious institution you are currently a part of. Because of the fact that I know this and they don't know this, this means that i very, very special. That is why contrarian uh, views are held by so many people, especially on social media. We see this with the sacred name movement. You know, when people who don't know Hebrew think they know how to pronounce the four-letter name of God. Or when they think that the world is flat. And you should know that the world is flat. The fact is that I have realized over the years That when you have views that can go in two extremely opposite extremes, the truth falls somewhere in between. And that's a good rule to live by. To not be a part of the extreme, but rather say, you know what? I am going to look at both sides of this art. And I am going to form my conclusion based upon good citation, good scholarship, with the help of Ruach HaKodesh, of the Holy Spirit. I will have Yeshua HaNo'tsri Jesus of Nazareth, guide me to where it is that he wants me to go what my view is going to be but the problem that we have is we are a haughty people at times and our egos tend to overtake us it is good to give yourself each and every single day within prayer when doing hit but adult say Hashem Mold me, guide me, help me to change the things within me that put a separation between you and me. Help me to grow, reveal things to me, God. Help me to become the follower of yours to the maximum capacity that I can be. And if we do that, we see that we end up becoming much more objective when it comes to things that seem rather fanatical. And this idea that we have secret knowledge. And so... I decided to do a deep dive many years ago into these supposed gods that were worshipped, these pagan deities, and all of the supposed paganism of the holiday of Christmas. Because I had heard about it for so long. In fact, oh my goodness, I ignorantly taught it as well for a duration of time. Oh, God, please forgive me for that. I actually jumped on that bandwagon many years ago. And ladies and gentlemen, I was absolutely wrong. An aha moment came to me when I realized, first of all, That there were certain days, I was told, you praise God only on these days. Only on days such as Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Pesach, Sukkot, when you count the Omar, and so on. These are the days that you worship Hashem. But yet, Shochan Orek tells us in the first Seman, One, one, it says to realize that you are in the presence of the king as soon as you arrive in the morning. And it says for us men, you go and you put on your kippah, you go and you put on your talikatan, and you immediately begin those morning prayers. At every single moment of every single day, we must worship Hashem worship the Messiah Yeshua every single moment of every day and so with that we know that certain biblical faiths I don't want to lump all the other biblical faiths into one but a majority of individuals within the biblical faith do not take things to that extreme They don't. It works for me. I understand that to see Hashem moving in every single aspect of my life, even when I go and I spill my coffee. I say, Hashem has ordained this, Baruch Hashem, for that. It slowed down my day. Maybe it is I was going to be hit by a car or something like that. And now that won't happen because I spilled my coffee, had to take the time to go and mop it up, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem for that. But what we have is December 25th. And let's say that there was evidence that this was a day solely for pagan gods. (laughs) If that were the case, it is so interesting to me that archaeologists found Pharaoh's temple during the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. They went and they looked it up, dug things up. They measured this temple of Pharaoh and the gods that were worshipped in Egypt. They went and they did all the measurements. And the thing that was rather interesting about that is that the cubits of Pharaoh's temple are the same cubits, the same measurements in every single nook and cranny of the first holy temple, of the first Bayis Hakmikdash. Exactly the same. For every day is the day is a day that the Lord has made. Every single day, every single thing in creation comes from the Lord as well. Many people don't know this about the holy temple and Pharaoh's temple. It's something that is not taught. Why is it not taught? Well, it may be because some may think that, you know, that Basically, the, the biblical things were adopted from pagan gods, which is not the case. If we're mature in our belief, we know that is not the case. But we also know that the Satan, the external Satan that is, as opposed to Yetzahara, well, Yetzahara can do it as well. Cannot create anything, he can only pervert something that is holy. Within the book of Bereishis, within the first book of the Torah Shibaktav, we have a quote from Yosef. Yosef, who his brothers had taken and sold off to the Egyptians. According to the Talmud, it was for shoes. They sold him not just because of jealousy, but in return, they got shoes it's because of the fact that the earth, the ground, the soil, that God was existent, that the creation was existent within that because the word for dust, dirt, all those things, earth within Hebrew is Adama, spelled Aleph, Dalet, Mem, Hay, Adama. If we got rid of the Hay, then we have the word Adam. When we see that it is that God had made Adam, Horishon, the first Adam, from the dirt of the ground, we see through the word Adom, Aleph, Dalit, Mem, that yes, indeed, we were created from the creation. So they wanted to separate themselves, so they bought shoes. But Yosef said what it is that you meant for evil Hashem used for the good. (laughs) And the same is true if there was paganism involved in the day of December 25th. We are going to let them have that extreme claim even though It is inaccurate, but just to show that there is nothing wrong with your friends, with your family, or with you celebrating Christmas, the words of Yosef, what God used or what was intended to be used for evil, God had used for the good. We are supposed to be a light in the darkness according to that of our Messiah. We are to be a light in the darkness. Paul tells us where our minds need to be focused on. Where do they need to be focused on according to Philippians 4, 8? needs to be focused upon that of Hashem and all the goodness that it is that He has brought us. We need to be in love with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We need to be in love with the Messiah. So therefore, say that it is that day, December 25th, bad day. Bad, bad, bad day. If that were the case, to go and take it and to turn it around and say, we are going to declare this day for the Messiah where every single congregation in the entire world in the Christian sects go and tell the story about the birth of the Messiah of Israel and we are going to proclaim this day for him that's when we should say Baruch Hashem Baruch Hashem the last thing that the Satan wants from you is to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and to recognize the Messiah that is the last thing that the Satan wants and so what does the Satan want? he wants darkness darkness brother against brother he wants there to be division in the Guf HaMashiach the body of Messiah hating one another and the victory comes when he has some that say "No, no 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 don't you worship the Messiah on this day you can worship him any other time but not this day This day is not his. Now, we all know the Messiah wasn't born on December 25th. Chances are, he was born maybe a day or two days before Sukkos. Remember, they were traveling. They weren't to their destination in Jerusalem. The ends were, filled, were full. They were not in Jerusalem, so it was probably a day or so before then. But the timing really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the right day or the wrong day. Oh, that seems so very contradictory because in the Western mind, we are so used to, if you're supposed to be at work at 9, you show up at 9. You know, it's not this loosey-goosey thing. No, it's not loosey-goosey in any way, shape, or form. But let me explain to you my take on the biblical calendar, as a matter of fact. When it comes to Hallel II's calendar, which is the calendar that I myself keep, all of Judaism keeps, Hallel Second calendar. And the thing is that this was something that was passed by the Sanhedrin. Within Deuteronomy it says, do as the Sanhedrin says and rules or the penalty of death. There was another calendar that I believe is correct. But I don't keep that calendar. Well, this sounds so very contradictory. Why is this? We have a commandment within Leviticus 23 that says you shall have a holy convocation in terms of Yom Kippur he is speaking to all the Jewish people every single one of the Israelites he is saying this to he's not saying some of you take this day some of you take that day you have holy convocations at different times The thing is, sometimes we need to realize, and it's hard for us to get past ourselves and to be this way. Sometimes it is okay to be wrong. It is okay to be wrong. We have an egotism within us that says we need to be right, we need to prove that we're right. We need others to know that we are right. That's what we become so accustomed to in this day. We turn on the TV and we see people arguing politics. And they are so fervent on both sides to prove the other as the bad guy. And to prove that they are right. Within Perkei says, do not become too overly familiar with politicians. It's for that very reason. It's for that very reason. And so the thing is, the things are different in terms of things that are not mechanical, but rather they're spiritual. One of the things that I tell people all the time is that maybe God did not make you to be like me. Not everybody is meant to be a rabbinic follower of Yeshua. Some people belong in the Baptist church. Some people belong in the Methodist church. Some people belong in the Pentecostal church. Some people belong in the Catholic church. God connects with each and every single one of us differently. We all have a very our very own and unique chayim. That's a divine spark, literally translated as the breath of life. Where God makes every single one of us different and unique. Paul talks greatly about this in Ephesians. And he says, "You know what? We are not all the same. We don't all have the same gifts of the Holy Spirit." But God has us all work in concert with one another. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope and I pray that you take into account the things that we discussed here on this program and realize that if a person is proclaiming the Messiah, if a person is worshiping the Messiah, don't be egotistical. Don't say... You need to be like me. Instead, we say Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. It's a good thing. Shalom Bracha, Peace and a blessing. Thank you all for joining me here today. Make a point to go and give us a follow on Apple Podcasts. All right? Shalom.